Iron Flute, Case 76, Jizo's Peony. Jizo took a trip with two of his senior monks, Choke and Hofuku, to see a famous painting of a peony on a screen. Fugai. Monks, you'd better wipe the film from your eyes. Hofuku said, beautiful peony. Fugai, do not allow your eyes to cheat you. Choke said, do not trust your visual organs too much. Fugai. I say, do not trust your auditory organs. Jizo said, too bad. The picture is already spoiled. Fugai, the mouth is the cause of all trouble. Nyogen Senzaki's comment. Monks have no business going to see pictures, but once they see them, they must penetrate the canvas. Years ago, a Soto Zen master went to Chicago, where he was invited by a friend to go through a slaughterhouse. He fainted before he had completed the inspection. He told me of the incident when he returned to San Francisco, and I told him monks should not go to such places, but once in, they must see thoroughly. My remark did not please him very much because he considered himself very kind-hearted and as abbot of a great Japanese temple, he did not appreciate these words from a nameless monk in America. Genro's comment. Hofuku enjoyed seeing the beautiful picture. Choke lost the opportunity of enjoying it himself because he was minding another's business. When Jizo said, too bad, the picture is already spoiled, is he praising Hofuku or blaming Choke? Genro's verse... Josho skillfully painted the king of flowers. Fugai, the picture needs polishing. Colorful brocade opens to reveal perfume within. Fugai, a pungent fragrance is unpleasant. Bees and butterflies encircle the bloom with pleasure. Fugai. Mankind also has insects attracted by flowers. Do the three monks discuss the real or the painted flowers? See the sign. Do not touch. So today is the middle day. Watch out. <laughs> I remember Donge in the Jisha closet on the middle day. I went in there to help. I don't know. I think he was Jisha and I was assistant Jisha. And he was a very dramatic person. And I said, I hate middle day! Well, some of you for whom this is your first session, having taken to heart 
the admonition, be still, eat quietly. What's going on? Well, middle day is transition day. We slurp the noodles. The noodles come in from the first half of session, slide down the throat, and the second half of session is at hand. Same with New Year's. Why do we have soba noodles at New Year's? This year is done. Let's have some noodles and slide into the next year. So we can see how helpful the slurping of noodles can be, right? Also, it's lots of fun. (laughs) This morning, we had an opening in the clouds. And for a few moments, the sun appeared. You may have seen it. Sunlight. (sighs) A moment. And you know there is no time when your eyes open to this revelatory light. No time in that moment. And to one degree or another, we have all felt this in our zazen. The mind is settling down The body is settling in, and we can feel calm in the midst of whatever may be going on in our thoughts and feelings, still a kind of depth charge. Remarkable interchanges take place. And by the fourth day, remarkable mistakes take place. That's what Dongge was referring to in part. Because we don't know what to do with the changes that are occurring. Someone new is being born. It's like learning how to walk and stumble and get up and walk again and fall. And we're seeing things that are not so easily accepted or wanted. And we're taken to new edges new ledges. It's uncomfortable. If we even had a half a second of complacency, that's gone. It's scary. And what do we do? At the top of the 100-foot pole, what do we do? Take a step. (sighs) So, second half of session, free fall. (laughs) Flying high. Hitting hard, getting up. Mm. 
new challenges rise up. It's because of the good efforts everyone has made that we can go forward this way with this kind of courage. Virya, Yoji referred to it in his talk, Virya, the fourth of the paramitas, the fourth of the perfections, the sixth, six perfections. First one, you all know, Dhana, which means Hmm? Mm. Giving. Giving. Giving heart. How about the second? Second perfection. Not yet. (laughs) Be patient. Maybe the second one hasn't been taught here. So yes, the second is variously translated as morality, following the precepts, ethical behavior. And the third, patience. Or as the Diamond Sutra puts it, patient endurance. Very important, we have discovered, right? The bell hasn't rung yet. Must be going to ring in the next minute. No, 49 minutes later. Patient endurance. Wonderful. So the fourth. Patience is kshanti. The fourth virya means... vigor, a kind of assiduity, no matter what. I'm here for it. I don't care. Bring it on. I ain't going nowhere. Come on. Come with me. Let's do this thing called seshing. All right, by now, right? Fourth day. Fourth Paramita. Here you are. You can, you know, this is so interesting. If you have this spirit, everything is wonderful. The pain is wonderful. All the things you've noticed that are terrible about your life are wonderful. (laughs) But this is up to you because if you're just sitting here like this, oh man, I don't know. I think tonight I'm going to get out of here. You will get out of here. And what will you find when you leave? Oh man. Life is such a piece of shit. (laughs) It's up to you. Isn't this wonderful? It's up to each one of us. How we greet our own misery. Yay. So, as we know by now, there's no scenic overlook. (laughs) Just have to go onward, inward, dig down, see clearly. Don't evade anything. So bravely, bravely, with full attention, 
Bring it on. You may have noticed when you listened to or read this case, it has a lot to do with seeing. And we all know the phrase, seeing is believing, right? Yes? Yes. Seeing is believing. And how is it usually used? Hmm? Empirically. Empirically. Scientific proof. The scientific method. Right? Okay, you may have some idea, but seeing is believing. Or if you're from Missouri, show me. (laughs) (laughs) Prove it. In Zen 2, we must prove it. It's a different kind of proof. We say, testify to this. Show its lived reality. Be one with it. Prove it. Koan work is about nothing but this. True seeing into, this is what Kensho means, true to see into, and then what? Believing is seeing. Seeing with the Dharma eye, with an awakened mind, this we read on the first day, faith in mind, also sometimes translated as on believing in mind. Believing is seeing. The title is Shinjin Mei in Japanese. Faith in mind, believing in mind, opening, opening to this, this mind, and feeling the heart, the body expanding. If I ask you, how tall are you? What size do you wear? (laughs) They don't make it. (laughs) Yeah. Unlimited. Inconceivable. This is how the Diamond Sutra puts it. We're here to experience this. And with each opening, each parting of the clouds, the darkness of ignorance, with each faith builds, trust builds, It's not a matter of intellectual decision. I'm going to expand into the whole universe now. (laughs) Now, speaking of the Diamond Sutra, I just happened to bring it with me. And I wanted to share again what was read. by Subhuti. 
I don't even know if it was today, Sabuti. World Honored One, having listened to this teaching, I receive it and retain it with faith and understanding. Remember? Just a few hours ago. Yes? This is not difficult for me, but in ages to come, in the last 500 years, when is that? Hmm? Now, we are in the last 500 years. No wonder. (laughs) But in ages to come, in the last 500 years, if there are men and women coming to hear this teaching who receive and retain it, with faith and understanding, they will be persons of most remarkable achievement. Yo. Hmm? Yo. Most remarkable. Your karma brought you here. You know that terrible karma you've been railing against? (laughs) Last 500 years. Most remarkable achievement. And why? Because you will be free from the idea of an ego entity. And I won't use the future tense because we're already here, right? You are free from the idea of an ego entity, free from the idea of a personality, free from the idea of a being, and free from the idea of a separated individuality. And why? because the distinguishing of an ego entity is erroneous. Likewise, the distinguishing of a personality or a being or a separated individuality is erroneous. Consequently, all those who have left behind every phenomenal distinction are called Buddhas. We just chanted the final admonitions of Daito Kokushi. He said, after your dharma eye has opened, and eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind drop away. What does that remind you of? Right. Right. Every day. Every day. No seeing, no hearing. No smelling, no tasting, no touching, no thinking, no phenomenal distinction. And then he gave us this verse. If your ears see and your eyes hear, not a doubt you'll cherish. How naturally the rain drips from the eaves. Well, today, 
we're meeting Jizo Keqin. This is not Jizo Bodhisattva, but an ancestor. Jizo Keqin. He lived from 867 to 928. And Hofuku Juten, we don't know the year of his birth, but he also died in 928. And Choke Eryo, who lived from 854 to 932. They were all disciples of the great Seppo Juken Zenji. We don't know much about Jizo, but Hofuku and Choke became Seppo's Dharma heirs, and they appear in quite a few koans in the Blue Cliff Record, Hekigon Roku. And perhaps the most profound uh, case eight is Wigan's eyebrows along with Umon. And they also appear together in cases 23, 76, and 95. They have many Dharma encounters, many Dharma battles. And Choke often seems to be checking Hofuku. Are you seeing with your Dharma eye, or are you just using your organ of sight? So in Blue Cliff Record, case 23, the two are out for a walk. And Hufuku points and exclaims, Oh, the top of the sublime peak. Myoho-cho. Choke says, What you say is true. But alas, that's the end. But alas, not yet. Still some trace of separated individuality, a self seeing and declaring what seemed to be wondrous. And we do this all the time, right? Oh, yeah. Wow. Come here, I want to show you something. Look, see? Nothing wrong with that. But alas, there's a story that goes along with this that was told by Soen Roshi. There was a young monk at Yutakuji who had an enlightenment experience, Kensho. And later on, he went with his teacher for a walk up Daibusatsu Mountain. And he was exclaiming over the wildflowers, oh, how beautiful they are, and the songs of the birds. Did you hear that? and the morning light in the trees. Look, Roshi, this pine cone. Do you hear the nightingale? And then Mount Fuji broke through the clouds. And of course, this monk had seen Mount Fuji many times before, but now, seeing it as if for the first time, oh, Fuji-san! The old master remained silent. The student cried out, Isn't it beautiful? The teacher said, Yes, but what a pity to say so. (laughs) We often find ourselves doing that. There is the instantaneous wonder, awe. And then what? Put it in, yeah, you put it in words, you put it in a container, you shut the lid on the box. Hmm? You take a picture with your phone. Oh, that's right. Well, actually, you would never get to that feeling of uh, wonder and awe if you had your phone, right? 
That's what happens before, just on the brink of, there's like, I have to take a picture of this. Later, Soen Roshi said, to all of us, not to that student, see everything with horror, not just with eyes. So this koan is about Seeing not just with the eyes. Jizo and two senior monks, Choke and Hofuku, go to see a famous painting of a peony on a screen by the artist Zhou This Zhou Zhao Zhang in Chinese lived around the same time they did in the early 9th century. So maybe his painting of the peony was just freshly on display. He was famous for his still lifes of flowers and branches cut. It was said of him that he not only produces an accurate resemblance, but hands over to you the very soul of the flower. So Fugai, Fugai, maybe some of you don't know, the Iron Flute was compiled by, uh, in the 18th century, by Genro, and his disciple was Fugai. So all throughout, we have these nasty sort of jabs by Fugai. You know, the koan, and then a little insert. Fugai says, yeah, right. So he's warning right now. As soon as the koan says they are going to see this famous painting of a peony, uh, this peony on a screen, Fugai says, monks, now they died a long time ago, okay, but he's speaking directly to them, to us, oh, all these years coming together right here, right now. Monks, you'd better wipe the film from your eyes. is the film that we usually see through? Labels. Labels. And what? Names. Names. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe our expectation of seeing something special. We're already envisioning it. That expectation of seeing something special ends up in our not being able to see it at all. We're in that iPhone camera mode. And then, of course, we have preconceptions about it. Oh, this is a famous artist. It's a peony. It's new. And then what else goes on that keeps the film over our eyes? Our past, our judgments. Right, all kinds of things that have to do with our karma, really. Our past patterns and habits get in the way. Self-absorption. We're looking at it, but we're not seeing it. How many times have you taken a walk? How many times have you had before session a walk around here. And then the difference between that walk and Kinin on the deck. It's astonishing, isn't it? Oh yeah, there's a tree, high tree. <laughs> but no, 
three. <laughs> no. What? No. Just this. But anyway, these things, mostly the busy internal monologue, I think, the I, me, mine, And it means, in a way, we're moving through our lives through a film, both senses of that word. You know, projections on the screen. It's not real. We're in a dream. And we're never truly experiencing what we see. We don't get to the no seeing. We're all just kind of yeah, recording. Okay, see, I got it. Very different. Making assumptions, putting things in categories. This happening all the time. Preoccupation. Ego orientation. Use orientation. So he says, better wipe the film from your eyes, right? Don't go looking at those pictures with that Usual film of what uh, Tore Enji says in Bodhisattva's Vow, through our own egoistic delusion and attachment. But anyway, the three of them go, and they're looking at the painting of the peony. And Hofuka says, Beautiful peony. So now, what do you think? Is he admiring the artist's extraordinary ability to present a likeness of a flower? Is he thinking, oh, that's a nice mounting on that screen? Is he perhaps reflecting, I wonder where that will go after the exhibition is over. I wonder how much it will cost. I'd like to have that. Or, has he become the peony before that naming? He does say, beautiful peony. And so, another Fugai comment. Do not allow your eyes to cheat you. You call this a beautiful peony. Are your eyes cheating you? And Choke comes in with a comment as well. After Hofuku says, beautiful peony, Choke says, do not trust your visual organs too much. If we depend on the visual organs, the ordinary faculty of the eyes, we may find that we are actually blind to the peony. Why is this? Separates. And we're only seeing with the eyes, not the ears. Remember Daito Kokushi said, see with the ears, hear with the eyes. So this discriminating faculty can blind us to the lived quality of this, what we see. This peony, this leaf, this still life, vividly alive, that has been 
conveyed directly by the artist, the soul of the peony handed over to you. But can you receive it? Or is your soul too busy, too much involved in your own life? So it's not a painting about something. This is why the painter was so admired, not merely a resemblance, this very soul of a flower speaking directly to your very soul of your flower. How many of you know the paintings of Mark Rothko? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, so many of you have a treat in store. When session ends, we'll take a trip. Jizo took a trip with two of his senior monks, seven from 30. That's a lot of you. We have a excursion to make. Well, anyway, for those of you who don't know, his paintings typically would be just these large floating rectangles of often colors that are very similar in range, very close in tone. And looking at them is truly a religious experience. Soul meets soul. There are no representational objects. In an interview in 1956, he said, I'm not an abstractionist. I'm not interested in relationships of colors or forms or anything else. I'm interested only in expressing basic human emotions, tragedy, ecstasy, doom, and so on. And the fact that lots of people break down and cry when confronted with my pictures shows that I communicate those basic human emotions. Last May, just before Nyogen's Senzaki session began, Koge and Togon and I were in New York City and we went to the Japan Society. And there, the reason for our trip were uh, a pair of six-paneled screens, Pine Trees in Mist by Hasegawa Tohaku. Any of you go? It was quite remarkable. He was a 16th century artist in Japan, and <clears throat> you enter the room and it was dark. And there were zabutans and zafus, zazen cushions all set up in front of the panels, the screen, two screens, and just the panels were lit. And we had a relationship with the curator, so New York Sendo was sending mostly Koge, one or two others, over once a week to hold sittings in front of these screens. And it was quite wonderful to be there and sit down in this darkened room and not really look at them, but be one with them. The pines in the mist mostly, mostly bare, mostly no image. And then seemingly coming out of the mist the way we often get the trees coming out of the mist here, just barely revealing themselves. A few strokes of ink black, gray, wash. 
and zazen. Very much like sitting on the deck here. Well, so after Choke's comment, do not trust your visual organs too much. Don't try to see it. Let it. What should we say? Let it. Hmm? Hmm? Say it louder. Let it be one with you, right? Use one of the six senses. I see the painting. No. Let it invite you, soul to soul. So Choke said, do not trust your visual. Don't get stuck in your visual organs. Fogai then, of course, has to come up with something, right? He says, do not trust your auditory organs. Choke just was speaking. Did you hear that? Do not trust your auditory organs. And then, what is all this commentary anyway? They go to see a beautiful painting, very famous painting of a peony. First thing we have is beautiful peony. Next thing, do not trust your visual organs too much. So finally, Jizo, who got them to go with him, said, too bad. Picture's already spoiled. Even saying beautiful peony is too much. And Fugai says, the mouth is the cause of all trouble. Uh Uh-huh. Yes, it is. Keep it shut. You know what it's like in your mind when you're doing zazen. Commentary, 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 commentary. And finally, you can just say, shut up. No comment. Isn't that wonderful? Then you have a moment of no comment. Yay, I had no comment, I commented. So then we have Nyogen Senzaki, who reminds us that monks have no business going to see pictures in the first place, but if they're there to see them, they must penetrate the canvas, as you said, seeing these pine trees in the mist become one, right? Become one. But then he makes this very interesting comparison with a slaughterhouse. You have no, yes, so penetrate the canvas. And then he goes into this story about this Soto Zen master who was invited to go through a slaughterhouse and fainted before he had completed the inspection. And you can imagine. And Senzaki says, once in... Okay, monks should not go to such places. But once in, if we dare to see what we prefer not to see within, once there, see it, really see it. This is what I was saying a little while ago. Don't evade it. See it thoroughly. See it through. And somehow, that Soto priest from a very great Japanese temple could not do that and did not appreciate Yogen Senzaki's comments. The verse for this koan 
comes from Genro, who precedes it with, yes, Hofuku enjoyed seeing the picture. Choke, he says, couldn't enjoy it himself because he was minding another's business. How was he minding Hofuku's business? Do not trust your visual organs too much. And then when Jizo said, too bad, the picture is already spoiled. Is he praising Hofuku or blaming Choke? One of those typical Zen questions, right? Is it this or is it that? Is it this and is it that? Is it not this? And not that. And then his poem, his verse, Josho skillfully painted the king of flowers, the peony. Here's the king of flowers. All of you know what a peony looks like, right? So, open peonies, so luxuriant. The petals upon petals, the whorls, and the scent, so fragrant. They are down in the garden, but not now. They're over. Bugai says, oh, the picture needs polishing. In other words, don't get into this, you know, analytical, praising mind, skillfully painted the king of blood. The picture needs polishing. Not yet. And then the next line of the verse, colorful brocade opens to reveal perfume within. He's speaking about the painting, that this colorful brocade of the peonies, life force, reveals the scent. And Fugai says, ah, pungent fragrance is unpleasant. And then bees and butterflies encircle the bloom with pleasure. Fugai, well, mankind also has insects attracted to flowers. He keeps cutting it, cutting off Genro's, uh, this verse, Fugai, cuts his teacher's verse off at every pass, every line. Do the three monks discuss the real or the painted flowers? Genro ends his verse with this line. Are they able to meet the real peony? Well, Fugai has the last word. See the sign? Do not touch. Have you ever been in an exhibition where it says, do not touch, and all you want to do is just kind of stroke <laughs> that peony and get your nose right up to it? Mm, do not touch. In other words, the real, you're excluded. This Jizo's peony brings another koan to mind that some of you know. Nonsense. This flower. Blue Cliff Record, case 40. Riku Taifu was a high government official studying with nonsense. And he said to Nansen, Master Joe said, heaven and earth and I have the same root. Myriad things and I are of one substance. Isn't that amazing? 
sort of like a beautiful painting. Or Fujisan. Nansen pointed to a flower in the garden and said, People nowadays see this flower as if in a dream. So you may be thinking, well, who are these people anyway? Who's Master Joe? He's a distinguished disciple of Kumarajiva. He went from India to China in 401, just 100 years before Bodhidharma's arrival. You remember Bodhidharma from the other day? And Riku, some 400 years later, came upon Master Joe's words and felt the impact. It felt as though he was reading something very strange yet familiar. Have you ever experienced that? Something strikes you. It's strange. It's strange because it seems to be coming from within you. Very familiar. A phrase, an image, a piece of music. Sense of something that's just out of reach. And yet, it's known in some uncanny way. So, of course, these words of Master Joe came from his own realization. Heaven and earth and I have the same root. All of us sitting here have the same root. The myriad things and I are of one substance. We feel this golden wind come up and see those orange leaves floating down. It's not something out there. We are that. They are our substance. Ryoju quoted Thich Nhat Hanh yesterday, that beautiful image of the heart-shaped red leaf barely held on its thin stem, not at all worried about its return to earth, to tree. We have the same root. We are of one substance with no gap. More and more, each day sitting together, the film drops away. The mist disappears, and there's just this clarity. We can see directly with this feeling of inside, outside, one. And it becomes ordinary, not strange, not remarkable, not fantastic, just ordinary. Nothing special. And this is why we return session after session. Just ordinary, yet absolutely essential. And of course, we cannot speak about it or get caught trying to describe it, trying to capture it, trying to reactivate some experience 
That's where the gap arises. Diamond Sutra again. Perfect wisdom is just the name given to it. So nonsense pointed. This flower. Maybe it was a tree peony. He didn't call it anything. And said, people nowadays see this flower as if in a dream. Nowadays, Shakyamuni Buddha's time, Riku and Nansen's time, Hofuku and Chokei's time. To see it directly with intimacy, with attention, with prayer. <laughs> 